family. Welcome back to the Explore the Extraordinary podcast. My name is Betty Guadagno, and today I'm joined by Rebecca Castle. And Rebecca is a spiritually transformative experiencer. She's a healer. She's an angel reader. And I'm really, I met her at the IONS conference in Washington, D.C. this year. And I saw her presentation, and it was so genuine and just so authentic. And I really appreciate that in a person, you know, like just getting really vulnerable. So I'm so excited that you wanted to come on the podcast and I'm going to give you some space to introduce yourself to our community. Thanks so much for your service. Thank you so much, Betty. Um, I loved meeting you at IANS and um, you were so generous to come to my talk. It was the first time I'd ever shared about it and having your just your energy. I didn't really know your story at that time, but it was just lo- so lovely to see you in the audience and receive your support. So I'm so excited to be here to talk more about my experience. Um, I, I'm just going to tell y'all the whole thing. I was It was basically like a real-time near-death experience that lasted over two years. It was a spiritually transformative experience that I had in my 20s from age 26 to 28. Um, but for some of my background, like how it came about, I was born into like a very scientific family, very skeptical. My dad was an MD-PhD, so he was a doctor with a PhD in biochemistry, and my mom was a psychologist. So we didn't have, we. I guess it was material reductionism, they call it. It was like no miracles, everything is science. Um, but And I was also interfaith. So my background was Jewish and Christian, and I um, was kind of raised with both of those influences, even though we were skeptical. <laughs> At age 13, I had a trauma that was um, really awful. It was a sexual trauma, and um, I started having PTSD and nightmares and anxiety and depression, but no one knew I'd gone through it. And so I didn't tell anyone and I thought it was my fault. And I just thought if I could study and be perfect on the outside, that it would make it all go away. So I was kind of doing an outside in approach, which didn't work. Uh, Eventually I just, even though I graduated from high school with top honors and college top honors, I was having like breakdowns Um, And then I finally had to get serious about healing. I went to therapy. Therapy was very helpful. I learned a lot in therapy about talk therapy and getting good frameworks for life. And eventually I graduated therapy and they said I was fine. Um, My therapist said I didn't have that many problems, (laughs) but I thought that I had a lot of problems. (laughs) Maybe she was right. (laughs) Uh, But I did know that there was still something that felt wrong, like internally. No one could tell me that it felt wrong. I just felt like something was on top of my heart. I needed to get underneath it. There was just more healing to be done. And that was at age 23 that I decided to get like really devote myself to healing. I remember telling myself, I'm going to heal all the way, you know, and I, I, warning out there, if you don't, if you're going to decide to heal all the way, you might end up seeing a light or having some kind of really out there experience. So when I decided to heal all the way, that's when I met my Reiki teacher and I met a yoga teacher who helped me a lot. My Reiki teacher was very kind and patient. I did not believe in anything she told me, but I knew it was helping me. So I was going to her regularly. And then I started studying with her. Um, and that's really how I started to develop kind of a, an awareness of a spiritual reality you know, listening to my heart, I started to do that more. And the yoga just allowed me to have like a framework for um, like physical wellness and sleeping better and all of that stuff. Um, 
So those were kind of, that's how I set the stage for my STE that came at age 26. So, so from 23 to 25, I was really just focusing on healing. I got really stable and I applied to graduate school and I got in at um, Teachers College at Columbia University and I moved up there for graduate school. Um, I was having a, I was doing great. Um, but in January of that first, my first year there, I felt ill Um I don't know if it was the flu or what, but I had a fever and I was in my apartment and I was reading a book called The Tunnel in the Light by Elizabeth Kubler-Ross. And those two things together, I think just really got into my spirit, my soul, because as I was getting better, I wrote in my journal. I always wrote in my journal. I still do. But I was writing in my journal and I felt like I felt like I was overcome by a feeling and I started crying and I wrote that I wanted to devote my life to God which is really how all of this started. So I wrote in my journal, dear God, I have decided to give my life to you and whatever that entails. I want to be guided by you, by the light. I will work hard to follow this path and bring it to fruition. Please help me do this. Please help me bring light to other people. Thank you. Amen. And in the moment I was really crying and I felt it very strongly. It was like a real vow that I'd taken that I just didn't mean to take. I just wrote that. And then that's when my whole experience started. Um, so that night when I went to bed, I saw a light come over my bed. It went from one end of the room to right above me. And as soon as I saw it, I I knew it was real. It, even though my mind leader was trying to tell me it wasn't, I just felt like it could see me. I felt like it knew me. I could tell that I was hiding parts of myself. And I was like terrified to be seen by this light, even though I started doing a lot of healing. And I just told it to go away over and over again. And I just said I was scared. Um, and then and then the tingling in my head started happening. And I know you've, you've talked about this with your experience. It's just, I didn't know what it was. I thought it was a headache. Um, I told this to Pooja in the other podcast. I looked at my boyfriend. He was like sleeping next to me. And I was like, what is this headache? Is he having it? Like what's happening? And it just kept spreading so much peace, so much beauty. It was like, just felt like love and peace going through my head. And then I just felt a voice when I let go into it. And it said, you don't have to be afraid, but if you are, you can wear a hat. And it put a graduation hat in my mind's eye. And of course, I didn't know anything about this kind of stuff. I tried to change the hat. I was like, that's not cute. And I like was like, I don't like that hat. <laughs> I mean, just the fact that I was talking back to this God, to God, it's like so bald, like not nice of me. But anyway, then it stopped. It just once you do that, like it stops. So the next morning, honestly, I haven't told this before, but I called my Reiki teacher freaking out the next couple of days. Cause I was like, I saw a light and I don't know why I saw a light. And it took me going through with her. She was like, what was wrong? What were you doing? Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, she was like, were you sick? And I was like, I don't know what happened. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm I devoted my life to God when I was writing in my journal and she just busted out laughing. She's like, you devoted your life to God in your journal and you don't know why you saw a light. <laughs> I was like, I just felt it's like she was just laughing so hard. I was like, okay, of course that makes sense. But I honestly hadn't connected it till I talked to her. So, the, so I started having over two years, like all of these experiences that came to me um, that were like the learning. So I made this promise. I gave my life to God and I needed to like learn a lot of things so I could live in alignment with that promise. Um, the first was that I saw light inside of everyone. Um, you know, the next day, just like it was literally like pouring out of everyone. Like they were just just gorgeous, like light bulbs inside of them and just ethereal light. And um, 
it was it was just unbelievable and that um that was very strong right after but it still continues um to to this day um i started having psychic dreams with guidance so i was able to have dreams about things that were going to happen to me or if my friends need something or my family something's going on um you know dreams about relationships that i need to like I had a dream I needed to end my um, engagement to someone before I met my husband. I did that. Um, you know, it's always, it's just learning to listen to it has taken time, but they're very different. Those dreams like are brighter than my regular dreams. So um, I also saw how everyone's connected. So this was a little bit like a life review in real time. So as this, these years, these two years were going, like I remember I did something hurtful to my sister by accident. It was just an omission. I just was not being aware of her. And I just felt immediately like how much that hurt her um, in my heart. It was like in, in my body, I felt it. So I learned, was learning how much we're connected and I can't, you know, really hurt other people. Just by just, I just couldn't do that anymore. <laughs> also um, learning how important it is to be kind. So just, how much it means to others when I'm kind to them and how much it ripples out to everyone. I also started feeling surrounded by angels. So having, it really was those two years I was totally surrounded. And it was really when it ended that I noticed how much light and angels had really been around me. But I had a time when I was going to sign up to study abroad and I felt two really tall angels next to me telling me not to do that. It was like they went all the way up to the sky. It was really, really cool. And and I was learning to just trust that, like at those years, I had to be really in tune. Um, I've seen little angels since like, and felt them. So um, that's kind of how I started to do my angel readings was, were those connections. Um, I saw a future timeline of my life that those two years um, and other small timelines during that time too, when I was making different decisions, it was like, wow, every decision we make really does put us in a different path. Um, not always bigger or smaller, but this was the timeline when I was going to write a book and I was going to write a book about Judaism and, um, trying different parts of Judaism. And I opened my computer to write and everything like the, my entire life. If I did that flash before my eyes, like bad reviews, feeling dejected, um, never recovering. And just, it was like, so real. It was like, I lived that life. And then I had to, um, I just uh, closed my computer and was like, okay, I get it. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> it was like watching a movie, but being in the movie. Um, and then I uh, stopped having my nightmares. That was one of the big ones. That was um, towards the end of my two years. I had had these nightmares of demons after my trauma. I wasn't raised to believe in demons, but it was pure terror at night for me. From the beginning of my trauma, I would be awakened and demons would circle me. Um, and I would just be so, so scared and I wouldn't be able to move. And that just was on and off for, for years, for 13 years. And then when I um, was awakened this last time, I, I the, end, the demon was around me and it was like, it was just awful. It was like circling me. It was trying to get into my heart. And I said, you can't hurt me. God lives in me and works through me. And I just said that over and over again you can't hurt me. God lives in me and works through me. And I wasn't afraid of it. I just looked right at it and I wasn't trying to fight it or get away. And it just went away and they never came back. And that was like a really big thing. So I do do work with some of that in my healing. Like if someone's had a negative entity, um, I'm not afraid anymore of that stuff. So I'm able to kind of work with them. 
Um, and then the end of the two years was um, this beautiful dream that I really ended my experience. I was dreaming that I was in my room talking to this beautiful glowing angel that I really thought was a real person for a long time that I was going to meet, but he was glowing and I was talking about my life. I was saying life was hard and I didn't know what I was doing. And he just was so beautiful. He looked at me with so much love, like all the way into my heart. And I, and he said, the world is beautiful. You need to go have a great life. It's so, it's such a gift to be alive. Go have adventures, go live your life. And then I was like, when am I going to meet you? I have goosebumps just talking about it. And he said, when you're finished swimming. And so the dream shifted into me being lowered from a huge ship down into the ocean. The ocean was a still calm ocean. And I just had to start swimming out. And I was, that was the end. That was the end. I, well, I was swimming and I woke up the next morning and it was over. Um, like, I just felt like all the light was, was like, had been around me. And then it was just over. The whole world just felt so still. And that was it. I was like, <laughs> I kept thinking I was going to be done swimming like every few months and then every few years. And then it was like over time, I realized like I was going to be swimming the rest of my life and swimming meant learning to live a spiritual life in the world, keeping my connection to God, even if God is not like, you know, learning to do my part um, and just how to like how to share with others and uplift them. So that is my whole experience. And um, thank you for listening. <laughs> for sharing. Wow. So much came up for me. I really love this last part that you're just talking about um, and experiencing this angel and this message. And I know that in many areas of dream interpretation, bodies of water represent consciousness. So mm. to think about mm. when you're finished swimming, like when you're finished getting through all of consciousness, like, okay, <laughs> see you soon. You know? I know, I know. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> okay, so some some things came up for me. Um, I, I didn't realize that you were at Columbia University, and I was wondering if you had ever like made the correlation because A Course in Miracles was channeled at Columbia University, which is a metaphysical text channeled by Jesus, and you happen to be in the exact same like location grid. And I wonder if there's some sort of connection there with spiritual experiences. I have zero just saying that I have so many goosebumps and I think it's a possibility. I just feel like there was some kind of energy that I like accidentally or on purpose, some, but not consciously tuned into because I mean, I, I feel like I got a little bit of that. And, and honestly, when I have opened a course in miracles, I have heard like the voice of the, like angels singing before, like the, the music of the spheres, which I don't always hear, but there was a time when I opened that book and heard angels singing and then closed it. And it was so, so powerful. I did it like six times, but no, I think that there's definitely something there that I tapped into. I mean, that book, that book popping out at the bookstore for me that really, that I read that changed my life. I mean, who knows what other people are having spiritual experiences up at Columbia. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's like such an intellectual school too. I'm sure they're all just like discounting it as coincidence that's so interesting yeah yeah memo to self sign up to go to columbia university to have yes, experience. um <laughs> so another thing that you mentioned was about the tingles and mm -hmm. there's so many times when i'm walking around and i experience kind of my crown chakra filling up with tingles 
being like, I live in New York City. So I think like, oh my God, is a bird pooping on me? Is there a bug in my hair? Like, and I don't want to like mess up the like the stream. Like I don't want to mess up whatever is yeah. coming on and activating and downloading. But I always get like really nervous and I'm like, oh, there's bugs in my hair. But that was just really okay. funny that you That's mentioned so that. Yeah. So um having a dream about breaking up with someone, I kind of want to talk about that a little bit. Okay. Um, my partner is always so scared that I'm going to like get some sign that says that we should break up because I got a sign that we should be together. And he like lives his, his life in this fear that like some sign is going to manifest and our relationship will be over. What was it like actually trusting your intuition to, to really carry out that decision? Um, it was so hard because I was engaged and, you know, I'm sorry to say this, but Part of why I got engaged to him is because his name was Jonathan and the angel in the dream told me his name was Jonathan. And that's like 50% of the reason because I still thought it was a real person, even though I was like, I don't really seem like that guy in the dream, but I'm sorry to say that he was a lovely person, but I was having multiple, multiple dreams, like two years into our relationship, we'd gotten engaged. And it was just like, um, it was just like, I was just having dreams that I needed to end it. It was like, um, that the ring didn't belong to him, that the ring needed to come from someone else. And it was like, I was waking up like, oh my gosh, I have to end this. And this is going to be so hard. And I just didn't want to, but, and I wasn't at a place where I am now, where I was like that good at listening to guidance. Cause it's taken me a long time to really hone that, but I knew I had to. And whenever I do listen, it's like, things just kind of fall into place. And it was really scary. We were living together, but I, I did it and I felt horrible for hurting him, but I knew that there was a higher reason. And, and it was part, you know, part of my life I had to end it. So I think if I would have been listening better in the beginning, I might not have gotten to that point, but I was still not sure about all my experiences. So tell your boyfriend not to worry. If you were listening to your guidance, you want guidance to be with him. then that's, I think the right thing. And I think he's, he's in good, he's, he's fine. <laughs> I'm like, why are you expecting for a bad sign? Um, oh. I love that though. What, what was, can you maybe talk a little bit more about the journey to really trusting your intuition and trusting that guidance? Because I think a lot of people struggle, like, is this my imagination? I'm making this up and just declaring things that, you know, make it really challenging to, to actually so trust. It's taken me so long. And, but you know, a true guidance from my heart, it's almost like I always have known that even when I started studying Reiki at 23, um, I st- a lot of it is for me has been meditating and learning like what are my thought patterns? What is the buzz of my regular thoughts? And then what is something that's coming in from a higher guidance, um, at least in terms of thoughts, but also like if you feel in your heart, you're supposed to do something. It's just trying to avoid it. Like if you try not to listen, which is I've done, like my life just kind of falls apart. Like there's like roadblocks like everywhere and um difficult passages so you know if you're trying to do that if you're if you're feeling something in your heart and you're not listening you'll just notice that maybe things are getting harder and if you start to heat it and things start to get easier but um you know just tuning in and like starting to your meditation practice asking for guidance from your angels they're they're there to help you and they'll make signs for you to make sure that that you can hear them because they're not going to leave you here alone so Love that. Wow. That's so beautiful. Um, okay. So you also talked about timelines while you were sharing, and I'm wondering if maybe we can chat a little bit about that. What, okay. how do you conceptualize what a timeline is 
Can you mm -hmm. jump timelines? Maybe share a little bit about what you mean well, when you're talking about it. I love just in that. case somebody awesome. doesn't know. Yeah, I mean, timelines are, I think, and I'm not an expert on it. I've just had these experiences. It's a like a path that your life is taking. So, and um, like right now, I'm on this timeline where I devoted my life to God. And and I, for a long time, I was not on the timeline of sharing about it, or maybe I was eventually, but now I've jumped onto the timeline of sharing. So it's like the path. And if I hadn't done that, you know, my life was going to do a different thing. So when I saw the possible timeline, it was like, if I took this choice. So it's almost like you take a choice and the split. It's like that movie Sliding Doors, I guess. And there, I think there's the other newer ones, but you know, what happens? And it's not bad. It's just like different choices lead to different outcomes. And you're not alone, but like listening to your heart allows you to have like the best timeline. Um, my stepdad called it the red road. Um, he was a Homa Choctaw trator, like medicine man, they call it in Louisiana. So he would say, if you're on the red road, you're living like your highest path and all the doors are going to open for you. So that's kind of like the, you know, trying to get to that timeline where you're really tuned into your heart and you're really benefiting your blessing. Your, those around you is really what I try to do, but it's hard. Honestly, after seeing that timeline and having like, I would have echoes of other timelines as I made choices, especially during those two years, it became really hard for me to like make a choice and stick to it. Cause I was like, how many timelines am I missing here? Like, which one's the best one? But it's just, you just have to take each step and trust. <laughs> do you think that those other timelines are happening somewhere? I think so. I think, don't you, do you, I mean, I want to hear what you think. Cause I think deja yeah. vu is part of that. What do you think? I think the same thing. I think that, that, yeah, it's such a big concept though. I think it's hard to kind of wrap your mind around how could there be all of these alternate realities happening at the exact same moment? But that was part of my spiritual download. I, I experienced the same thing. I saw multiple different timelines that if I made these different decisions, this is what would happen. And most of mine ended like in very tragic death. And it was just oh like death and rebirth and like, you know, having to come back and do it all over again. So, you know, it was like, I love how you said before, like roadblocks will come up and your path will get very small. If you're experiencing a lot of resistance, unless it's your own internal healing, you know, like your own internal wounds that are blocking you, but it could also be the fact that this is not the path for you. And maybe you need to reroute. And, you know, mm -hmm. people get I don't talk about me. Like I get so stuck on one idea that I'm like, no, I will make this shoe fit. It will fit, you know, and it's, it's just it's not meant for me. So true. Wow. Yeah. It's such a big concept and it's really, really, it is crazy to think, or it's interesting to think about how many timelines are happening and we're just going to be in this one. We're in this one right now. Let's make the best of it. Keep raising right. it. And I think you can switch timelines. I think that I switched timelines a few times because I wasn't always you know, on the best path for me. And like, always just like, as soon as you take that choice though, and you're aligned, you align with your heart. It's like all the angels, your guides, they're just like, all right, cool. Like we're ready to help you get there. It's pretty, it happens pretty fast. Oh yeah. I totally agree. That was definitely my experience as well. Just, you know, that spiritual surrender, letting mm -hmm. go and trusting for me, you know, I had to really get a firm foundation in faith to do mm -hmm. that. And and I was never going to find it myself. So the universe just like plunked it on my head. Like, okay, fine. If you won't believe, then we'll make you believe. And just started seeing the craziest things that you could ever imagine. And it kind of sounds like it was the same thing for you. Like there was no denying what was happening in your life. Right. Did you have moments of distrust where you were like, okay, I've lost my mind? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I remember calling my boyfriend at the apartment like, 
right after I saw that light and just like checking if he could see all the same things I could see. Like, did you see this thing on the window? Like all of the things he could see. It was, but he was like, why are you asking me this? But I did go back and forth because I wasn't raised to believe in any of this. So it's, but now I really am really very sure in my beliefs and that what I experienced was real and true. So, um, but I definitely doubted it on and off for years. So is your family still skeptics, like the way that your parents raised you? Do they still have those kind of rigid beliefs or have they swayed? My my mom is actually spiritual. And I think part of what got me on this journey is that she had her own born again experience when I was in high school that I didn't know about, but she bumped up her spiritual path. And I think it allowed me to bump up mine. And that's like, you know, mothers are so powerful in our lives. Now, my dad is a total skeptic. Like I once told him to get grounded because he was really upset and he like just laughed in my face. <laughs> he just started cracking up. I was like, okay, that's not even that weird of a thing to tell someone. <laughs> but I love that about my dad. You know, it's helped me really question and like come into like a sure belief system because it wasn't just like something I accepted right away. Yeah. I love that. Well, do you want to talk maybe a little bit? So you broke up with your your fiance. So because <laughs> yeah. you had this, you had this download to do that, or you had this vision <laughs> in a dream. And so do you maybe want to share a little bit about the journey to finding your husband? Oh, sure. Yeah, that's really fun. I mean, you know, my husband and I met really shortly after I ended my engagement. Um, And, and honestly, we just started dating. I met him actually going through a workshop for children and he was a coach. And um, the first night we hung out was in New Orleans. He just said, I think I'm in love with you. And I was like, I don't know. Like I literally just ended an engagement and I was just kind of dating in my life. And I was 35 at that time. Cause I was pretty, anyway, um, we basically just started dating and, um, I, we got pregnant almost right away. And that, that just bumped us up. And I guess it was all meant to be, cause here we are with a life together. And, um, you know, he is a skeptic too. And I actually appreciate that. He says he's an atheist, I'm not sure because he had a dream we were married like the second time we hung out. So, you know, I'm like, okay, tell me you're an atheist again and keep having those dreams. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, we've had it, we've had a good, we've been married almost eight years and neither of us really thought we'd ever have that. So it's been really, really cool. So yeah. beautiful. Thank you for sharing yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it's always so amazing you know, what the results are of following the guidance. We get kind of tangible proof that there's, there was a reason for everything. Mm -hmm. And, and yeah, I love being able to hear that. Uh, So I'm wondering, will you talk a little bit about what it's like to be in the space that you're in, to have this connection to angels, to be a healer, to be very in tune, to really follow your intuition? How is that? How do you incorporate all of that into being a mom? Um, you know, I think a mom is a being a mom is like a huge area of growth for anyone. For me, I feel like I can be the nicest person to everyone, but suddenly with my daughter, I'm like way more impatient than I should be. And it's just helping me to really, and you know, she's the most precious thing in the world to me. So just learning to just really be present, be patient, and just honestly being in the moment with her and appreciating all the beauty that is just comes from being around her, um, from us being together. But, um, you know, I do try to listen to guidance about her if I get it, but so far, it's like she's just on a good path and I haven't had to know she's only seven. We'll see what happens when she's a teenager. Cause my mom was very psychic, even though before she became spiritual, like before she had her born again and she knew everything I was doing all the time. It was awful as a teenager. <laughs> she was like, I know you're doing some wrong. Anyway, uh, uh, but yeah, I will just see how that goes. I guess it's just, you know, honestly, 
all those beautiful fruits of the spirit, like love and kindness, forgiveness, just practicing that daily. So. I love that. I just, I always think that it's so fascinating when I get to meet a mom who is yeah. into all of this, because That's I think sweet. like, wow, you know, like, what are, like, are you like laying crystals on your kid's head? Like when they go to sleep, but no, of course you're just a mom, you know, like, well, I, mean, in- I guess I could do all that, but I, I have done like, I died. She, okay. Now she does love crystals. She will steal any of my crystals that I have, but she just plays with them. You know, um, she, I have given her Reiki, especially when she was a baby to help her go to sleep. Um, yeah, I mean, I used to try to figure out what her past lives were, but I don't know if she could remember them because I would be like, "What do you remember before you were born?" And she'd just make nothing. Like, mom, stop! What do you <laughs> like? You know, other kids are born into the families where they remember their past lives, and the, the parents don't believe them. And here I am, like begging for info, and she's like, "No." <laughs> I do the same thing with the kids that I have in my life. Yeah. Now they're like all kind of aged out, but when they were like three years old and like started to talk in full sentences, I'm like, do you remember where you came from? And they're like, mommy's belly? <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> <That's> so, funny. <laughs> uh, so funny. So, okay. I want to hear maybe a little bit about what goes on? What goes into an angel reading? Talk a little bit about what oh, you're yeah. doing for the collective. What your spiritual entrepreneurship is. Share with us so that if people are interested, yeah. they can reach out to you. Oh, I would love. To, yeah, I love doing my angel readings. I just started offering those in the last few years. So I got all these collections developed during my experience and after. But it was almost just like they were just kind of floating around. And then to offer angel readings, I've really developed a system where um, I tune into your angels and it's different than a psychic reading because I'm not just reading the field. I'm actually tuning into like your angels and guides. Um, I call them in. Well, first we raise our vibration to love and joy and peace and light and all that beauty. And we both together raise it. And then I call them in and it's like, I feel them come in right up here and they are just so loving and so excited to share. And I just hear what they want to tell you. And I tell you what I hear Um, or they'll show me pictures that I need to describe to you. Um, And it's more just, they're just making sure you're on your path. So it's like every time a reading ends, it's just like, you just feel so good about yourself because I mean, it's just like, wow, I'm like, I have a, a soul that is cared for and loved and I'm on this path. And you know, they, they give advice about what you could do on this path. Um, people ask questions. Usually I'll read, like, I'll just say what I get and then I'll give space for questions. Um, and so they usually just answer what you need to hear right now. And it's not like it's, they're going to tell you details of like you, the future, because it's not just about reading for the future. It's about your soul's path, um, in this lifetime. So just making sure you're on it and, they're never going to be mean though. They're always so supportive. It's like the nicest reading ever. <laughs> it's like, you're doing so great. Here's what, here's what you're doing great. And like, maybe you could practice doing this more. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. yeah. They, they, I'm sure like in angel school, they're taught to use that compliment sandwich, like yeah. great thing, thing to work on, great thing. <laughs> so that yeah, you really feel true. a little bit more encouraged. Yeah. Um, do you, do you find that you have people come to you that are actually in states of distress or are these people that are just looking kind of for confirmation of what they're doing so I have had some of that mostly because in person I'll do readings um at this shop here called ritual and shelter 
lovely sweet shop and I do readings once a month on Sundays this Sunday I'm doing readings they're sold out I have eight readings in a row so we'll see how that goes but one sometimes people have walked in there when there's like a cancellation and I once had one woman come in who was just sitting quietly and I was getting a lot of stuff about I drug use and getting on the right path and I just kept reading and I was like looking at her for confirmation because I never just want to if it's not correct or it doesn't resonate I definitely want to hear that but she just was crying the whole time just like silent tears and then I just kept reading for her and at the end she just said thank you so much so that was definitely the probably the most distressing reading I gave and I'm really hoping she went out and got on the right path for her after that um but yeah, I have people come, you know, they have things happening in their family and they want to know what's going on with their children or their brother, their their spouse. Um, so I read for that and um, they give advice about that, about how the person can help the situation or better. So. so cool. I'm covered in goosebumps. That's really powerful. Thank you for your service to the collective. That's such a, a huge gift that you have and that you're able to share. So thank you so much for that. And thank you so much for taking time to chat today. Full disclosure, everybody, we did this once before. This is our redo. And it was so great. So many different things came up for me listening to you. And just like in the month that it's been, like, I really feel you so much more like grounded in sharing this and you have a really powerful testimony. And, um, you know, I really, I, I love the idea that you're, giving back now, you know, like we don't just have these spiritual experiences and then say, Hey, we're done. It's like really right. about being of service to the collective. And I love the path that you've chosen to be of service. I just want to see if there's anything else that you'd like to share to feel more complete about our time together today. Well, um, I will share. We've been laughing about what happened at IANS when I, you know, I'd never spoken about this experience for 15 years. I was scared to talk about it. And then I got an ur urge to apply to IANS to speak when I got their email. I just followed a little bit. I didn't join any of the groups. Now I do, but um, I applied to speak and then I got accepted. And I remember going to the conference and telling someone, you know, I've never talked about this before. And they were like, you've never talked about this. And you came to a national conference to talk about it for the first time. And I was like, yeah, I guess that's how I roll. <laughs> So now it's like, I was like ready to share it. Here I am. I'm just, now I'm ready to talk about it. <laughs> so thank you for having me because it's been really great to get to share with you. I just think you're amazing. Oh yes. my goodness. I love that. You really busted out of the spiritual closet with like a whole ball gown on. You're like, I'm <laughs> so great. That's so great. I look forward to seeing um, how the relationship with you and IONS continues to grow. I think that you have such a such a powerful uh, healing modality, and I think that it could really be utilized in our community so much. So we'll talk more about that. And I, I just that. want to thank you again, and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Thank Bye. you. Bye. You wavy.